Father God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. I ask, Father, tonight that your Holy Spirit would teach this Bible study. I pray, Father, that you would give me words from another world. I pray, Lord God, that uh, the hearts of your people would accept and receive that which you have for them tonight. I pray, Lord God, that our hearts would not turn away from your truth, but Lord God, that we would accept it because it is your word. Glorify yourself as you do so tonight. Inspire your people to possess their inheritance tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord, uh, as I was studying today, he shared something that he wanted me to share with you tonight. Gave me a word for the people that would be here tonight. And that word is, tell my people when I speak great things about their future to have confidence that it is I. To have confidence that it's God speaking to you. In your quiet time with God, doing your study through the word of God, when God speaks great things into your heart and into your mind, remember and believe that it is God himself speaking to you. He tells me what he wants you to respond to his words, his great words. Tell them to respond, and this is what he wants you to say when he speaks greatness into your heart. Be it unto me, even as you have spoken, Lord. That's what he wants to hear from you when he speaks greatness into your spirit. Lord, be it unto me, even as you have spoken, Lord. Receive what God has for you. The trick of the devil is to try to get you to say, well, that's just my own mind speaking to me, or that's just my own spirit speaking. No, that, those great words come from the Holy Ghost. And he wants to inspire you to walk in your destiny. 2013 is going to be a great year for the Ark Fellowship. There's no question about that. It is the year of abundance. Amen. We have declared it, and it has to be so. You decree it, God will get, it, get in it, and he'll manifest that in your life. So as we go forth this year, and as God speaks these great things into your heart, don't reject them. Receive what the word, the, the word that the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Maybe uh, greater than your natural mind can comprehend, but receive it anyway. By faith, grab hold to it, and don't turn away from it. Because God's going to do great things in your life in 2013. 2013 is going to be greater than 2012. I had a great 2012, by the way. But I'm here to tell you that 2013, I'm decreeing and, de and declaring that it'll be greater. Hallelujah than the past year. And that's the word from God that he wanted me to share with you, and I want to be obedient to do that tonight. The knowledge of abundant life, that's what we're talking about tonight. I'm going to touch on a few scriptures, and then I'm going to sit down. But the abundance of 2013 
requires you to believe the word. It requires you to believe the promises of God. And we're going to get into some scripture tonight. And as the Holy Spirit speaks to you tonight, embrace it. Understand that God is talking to you. And that the words that he's speaking to you are covenant words. And they concern your inheritance and they concern the abundance that God has for you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 is where I want to begin. Paul writes in, uh, in verse 11, In whom, or in Christ, how many of y'all know we're in Christ if we're born again? So the Bible is talking to you. It says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. I like the way the Holy Spirit puts that. It says that we have obtained an inheritance. It's already been done. The inheritance is ours. The inheritance that Jesus Christ received on Calvary's cross through his obedience belongs to the body of Christ. But we have to embrace the inheritance. We have to believe that we are, first of all, that we're in Christ. And because we're in Christ, the inheritance that belongs to Jesus also belongs to us. We have to see it that way. We have to aggressively believe God and accept what he says concerning the inheritance. And when God starts talking about the inheritance, it's established on exceeding great and precious promises. And again, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, don't reject it, receive it, and, and rejoice in it. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So the inheritance is the will of God for your life. The best that God has to offer, which is the New Testament, Greater than the Old Testament, the best that God has to offer for you is yours by faith in Jesus Christ. If you'll only embrace it. The healing, the prosperity, the oneness with God through Jesus Christ is yours. The sonship, hallelujah, and everything that goes with it belongs to you. The very treasures of heaven, hallelujah, belong to you through faith in that inheritance. But again, you have to claim it and don't let the devil talk you out of it because he surely will. He'll try anyway. He'll try to, to, to talk you out of what the word promises. But I like to use this, this term a lot. But you have to have bulldog faith. Hallelujah. You have to declare that these things that God, that Jesus died, that I, that I could receive, that I'm not going to let anyone, any devil in hell, steal it from me. I want everything that the cross bought for me. I don't know about you, but I want everything that the cross bought for me. I want the fullness of the inheritance, hallelujah, because he died so that I can have it. The book of Hosea says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. God's covenant people in the Old Testament saying that they're, they're literally destroyed for what they don't know. And they don't receive the inheritance because they reject the very promises of greatness. 
They reject the very knowledge that, that, what, of, of the things that God has given to them through Jesus Christ. But I confess and I declare that the people of the Ark Fellowship are not going to reject the greatness that God has spoken over their lives. You're going to receive the fullness of the inheritance. I'm prophesying over you tonight. You receive the fullness of the inheritance. 2013, the manifestation of God's greatness is going to manifest itself in your life. It'll be the greatest year of your life up until now. Hallelujah. Receive it tonight. You're not going to let the devil cheat you out of what belongs to you as your covenant right. Now, I want to go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And I want to, uh, you to see that everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to you. A lot of people, when you make a statement like that, they'll reject that. Because to the natural mind, it's too much. But I'd rather look at Scripture and let Scripture verify the things that I'm saying tonight. If it's in the Scripture, you can believe for it. If it's in the Word of God, you can release faith for it. Romans 8, verse 16. The Spirit itself, or the Spirit himself, beareth witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. How many of y'all are children of God? Well, he's talking to you tonight. And if children, then heirs. Glory to God. Heirs of God. And joint heirs with Christ. Do you see that? The Bible is speaking very clearly here. It's saying that we are heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That verifies the word, what I just spoke a minute ago, that everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to you. Through the covenant, through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, you didn't earn it. By grace you're saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves, is a gift of God. Everything that belongs to us is a gift from God. Hallelujah. And we receive it when we release faith for these things. And this inheritance that we're talking about, which is manifold, and has many uh, benefits. The Bible always talks about the benefits of God. Too much of the time, believers reject the benefits. Or they forget about them. The Bible tells us, don't forget about those benefits. Receive, study those benefits. Look in the Bible and, 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 and allow the Spirit of God to reveal those benefits to you. The benefits of healing. The benefits of prosperity. The benefits of a, a good family life, hallelujah. The benefits, all these are yours through faith in Jesus Christ. Everything that Jesus bore on the cross and bought for you, that, 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 that's his, has an inheritance, it belongs to you, hallelujah. Oneness with the Father, hallelujah, belongs to you. You can have the same, the same type of relationship that Jesus Christ had when he walked the earth, it's yours, if you'll believe it. You can hear from God just like he heard from God when he walked the earth. Hallelujah. You can experience the very zenith of God. Hallelujah. If you'll believe for it. God's not holding anything back. 
I like to say that. I, I say that all the time. He's not holding anything back. He's freely giving us all things. Cost him everything, but it's free for you and it's free for me if we'll accept it. Join heirs with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Stop being afraid to embrace your inheritance. Don't let religious people deny you of your inheritance. Religious folk are always trying to tell you what, they, what you can't have what you can't possess. They'll tell you that certain things are only for when you get to heaven. But I'm here to tell you tonight that you can receive some things right now. Heaven's going to be great, don't get me wrong. But there's some things that you can walk in right now because eternal life is yours right now. Hallelujah. How many of y'all know eternity for the believer starts the moment he accepts Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior? You have then been given eternity placed on the inside of your spirit. And the benefits of eternity belong to you through the inheritance. Hallelujah. So don't let religious people steal from you everything that God has given to us through Jesus Christ. Verse 17 again. I want to read that again. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Now, that suffering that that's talking about is not talking about suffering the uh, effects of the curse. Because the Bible says we've been redeemed from the curse or the law. That suffering that that's talking about is the rejection from folk who don't believe in the covenant, who don't believe in the fullness of the covenant. When you start believing like this, a lot of religious people don't want to associate with you. They're going to call you a holy roller. They're going to call you one of them Bible freaks. But when you make a decision that you're going to believe and take the word of God literally... You're going to receive rejection. And that's the suffering that the Bible is talking about. Not going to be any suffering uh, of sickness and disease if we've been redeemed from that. So some religious people tell you, well, you know, sickness and disease is the suffering that you have to suffer sometimes in the name of the Lord. That's a lie out of the pit of hell. Poverty and lack, they'll tell you that that's the suffering you have to uh, suffer. When the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible says he meets all your needs in abundance according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We've been given authority in this world. The same authority that the Lord Jesus walked in when he walked the face of the earth, that same authority is yours in Christ Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Accept and embrace this inheritance. We're joint heirs with him. Again, this has to become a revelation to us. Everything, and I say this on a regular basis, everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to Roy. You have to personalize this in order for you to really uh, receive the benefit of it. Can't just believe it's just for the preacher. No, it's for the entire body of Christ. Hallelujah. The least of us, hallelujah, can step on the devil. The least of us can walk in victory, hallelujah, through the cross and through the blood of Jesus. Join heirs with Christ. The abundant life is what we're talking about tonight. Again, but we have to embrace that. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 12. Now we have received... Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. 
Hallelujah. We receive the spirit that comes from God, which is of God, the Bible says. That we might know the things that are freely given to us. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost is in charge of revealing to us the things that have been freely given to us. The Holy Spirit is the one who reveals to us our covenant rights. He's the one that reveals to us and gives us revelation concerning the inheritance which is found in the New Testament. You know, that uh, the book that Pastor Goodluck uh, wrote, Language uh, from Heaven, I've been reading that. And he uses the term in that book quite often. He says we need to, in prayer and in study, we need to engage the Holy Spirit. And what he's saying when he says engage the Holy Spirit is we have to get along with God long enough so that the Holy Spirit can reveal to us the things that have been freely given to us. We have to accept what the Holy Spirit says concerning the victory of the cross, concerning the totality of the resurrection. Paul said, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. What Paul was typically saying is that I want to know everything that Jesus knows, hallelujah, about the new birth. I want to experience the zenith of God. I want to experience the best that God has to I want to know the bosom of God like Jesus does. How many of y'all know that the bosom of God is your inheritance? A closeness with him that sons and daughters can only enjoy. Hallelujah. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, even our faith in the word, even our faith in the inheritance, even our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and the victory that he achieved on Calvary's cross and all the benefits of it. Hallelujah. These things are revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. So that's why a prayer life is so very important. That's why spending time in the word of God is so very important. Because it's during those times that God reveals to you your inheritance. He speaks to you the best that he has to offer. And again, the the key is not uh, rejecting those things that he speaks to you in private. I don't know about you, but when I get with God, it's it's almost always like a pep talk. It's always words of encouragement. It's always words of strength. Always telling me that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Always telling me that I'm not holding anything back from you. Only thing I hold back from you is my glory, my deity. Everything else I've given to you through my son, Jesus Christ. The very glory of God, the very best that God has to offer is yours. The things that have been freely given to us. Embrace them. Engage the Holy Ghost and let him speak these things to you. And receive them by faith. And reject every devil in hell that will try to tell you that these things are not yours. He'll send the circumstances. He'll send the contrary word. But you stand in faith and resist him. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to receive the manifestation of the things that you believe in him for. Don't quit. 2013, the abundance is yours. It's found in the inheritance. And allow the Holy Spirit to show you these things. John chapter 16. John chapter 16. Verse 13. 
Jesus is talking about right here, he's talking about engaging the Holy Spirit. He says here, how be it when he, talking about the Spirit, the Spirit of truth is come. How many of y'all know the Holy Ghost has already come? He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all reality. He'll, 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 he'll show you the real realities of the covenant. He'll guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. Like the destiny that God has for you. He'll start revealing to you where God's taking you. He'll start revealing to you the beauty of the covenant. He'll start revealing to you the things that he has in store for you. But don't reject the visions that God gives you. Don't think that they're too great for you. Because God can do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. He's able to do it. But don't reject when the Holy Spirit gives you the vision of great victory in your life. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. Jesus says he's going to glorify me. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it to you. Then he goes on to say in verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I say that he shall take of mine and show it to you. So the Holy Spirit's responsibility in our life is to show us everything that belongs to Jesus and then show it to us, reveal it to us. As, as, as we engage the Holy Spirit, he reveals the victory of the cross. There's no way that I can talk about all that in just a, a few minutes. But what you're going to have to do, and what I'm going to have to do on a regular basis, is spend time in the Word and allow the Spirit of God to reveal the, the mysteries of the Bible, the mysteries of the covenant, those things that are are hidden, not from you, but for you. Hallelujah. The victory of the cross. How many of y'all know all the precious things are never on the surface? There are always things that you're going to have to uh, dig out and spend time with God long enough so that he can reveal these things to you. So that's, that's, that's the challenge, though, for the believer, is to become hungry and thirst after righteousness. And the Bible says if we do that, if we're, hunger, if we're hungry and thirst after righteousness, he will fill us. So sometimes that's going to require you to get out of your bed early in the morning and spend time with God. Hallelujah. Sometimes we're going to have to uh, deny our flesh, even as we've been doing during this fasting time. Glory to God. So that we can receive the victory of the cross so that we can the holy spirit can reveal to us the benefits and show us those things that belong to jesus has an inheritance they're his but he has decided by his grace to share them with us hallelujah and the holy spirit's job is to reveal those things to us let's go to um let's go to john chapter 17 Verse 3. And this is life eternal. This is Jesus talking. 
This is life eternal. This is what eternal life is. That they might know thee. Now, he's talking to God the Father. That they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. He's saying that eternal life is knowing God or having intimacy with God. That's, that's when, he, when he says that you can know God. He's talking about that you can have intimacy with God. That you can have a relationship with God the same that Jesus had when he walked the earth. And, but he wants us to know that that relationship with God, that type of relationship with God is only through Jesus Christ. Notice how he puts that. He says that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So that lets everybody know, every man know, that it only comes through faith in the Son. You can't get it any other way. The inheritance is only for those who have been born again or who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's the only condition. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Engage the Holy Spirit. Allow Him to reveal the truths of the Bible to you. Walk in faith and you will walk in victory. Hallelujah. You can actually know God the Father. You can actually experience Him the way Jesus experienced Him when He walked the earth. How many of y'all know that uh, intimacy with the Father is the Son's glory? That's Jesus' glory. And Jesus wants us to experience His glory. Let's look at verse 5. Well, uh, verse 14. Verse 14. Jesus says, I've given... I've given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Now, notice how Jesus puts that. He says, they're not of the world. Pastor Goodluck has been trying to get us to believe something, and he uses this statement. He says, you're not ordinary. Have you all ever heard him say that? You are not ordinary. You know why you're not ordinary? Because you're not of this world. You've been born from above. Even as Jesus is not of this world, you are not of this world either. And you have access to God. You have access to the victory of the cross. You have access to the things that belong to you by way of inheritance. The, the world don't have this. They don't have access to God like we do. We, you have eternal life dwelling on the inside of you. You have the pot, listen to me, you have the powers of the world to come already dwelling on the inside. That's part of your inheritance. You got power that you don't even know about. Hallelujah. What we have to learn to do again is to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the God nature that's already on the inside, the divine nature that we have through Jesus Christ. And then use that to glorify God in the earth, even as Jesus did. Take authority in the world the way Jesus did when he walked the earth. That's part of your inheritance. You know, the whole world, the creation, is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. It really is. The earth itself is waiting for a man or a woman in Christ to stand up and believe what the covenant says concerning their inheritance. Because it's waiting for somebody to look like Jesus. The reason that Jesus walked in great power is simply because he believed what the Word said and he acted on it. What's wrong with the church is we don't act on the things that the Bible talks about. 
We hear about these things, and it tickles our ears, but we don't act on these things. Boldness is what the church needs. Holy Ghost boldness is what we need. And we get that in the presence of the Holy Spirit. As he reveals the sonship, the benefits of it to us. Got to start engaging the Holy Spirit. Got to start spending time with God, alone with him, so that he can reveal Jesus to us. Paul said that God revealed the Son of God in him. Hallelujah. That's what we need. We need the Holy Ghost to reveal the Son of God in us. Hallelujah. And then walk in the footsteps of the Master. Works that I do shall you do also, and greater works shall you do, because I go to the Father. He said it. He said it. Greater works shall I do, shall you do, because I've gone unto the Father. I represent you at the right hand of God. Everything that belongs to me at the right hand of God belongs to you. Hallelujah. If you'll only believe it. Don't be intimidated by the lies of the devil. Closing. John 17, verse 21. Now, everything that Jesus prays here in the 17th chapter of the book of John is for our benefit. He says here in verse 21, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. So he's talking about you. He's talking about me. Again, it's during our study time that we have to personalize these things. That he's actually not just talking about John and Peter and those disciples in the beginning, those apostles in the beginning. But he's talking about the entire church, everyone who would believe in him. He's talking about you here. He says, And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. Listen to that. He says, And the glory that you gave me, I've given to them. I think it's in the um, fifth verse of that same chapter that Jesus talks, of, talks to the Father about that glory. He says, Father, glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the world came into existence. That uh, experience that I had with the Father in eternity past, he's saying that that same glory, that same opportunity, I want you to give them, Father. I want them to know you like I knew you then. Hallelujah. See, again, the natural man rejects that. The natural man say that's too great. No, he's praying that that same glory that you would experience it. Hallelujah. That's how great this covenant is. That's how much love that was invested in that covenant. Jesus wants to share his father with you. Hallelujah. Verse 22 again. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. Glory to God. We're not deity, but we are sons and daughters of God. And we have been made one through that covenant with Jesus Christ, with the Father, and with the Holy Spirit. What a privilege. What an opportunity to glorify God in the earth. 
you know, there's some things that we're going to be able to do when we get to heaven. And those things are great. But it's here right now where you can glorify God in this unredeemed flesh that will give God even more glory. Simply because you're, you're, have, you're, you're on the battlefield right now. This is the battlefield. And as you are able to live the, the, the God kind of life here on the earth in spite of the surroundings and the evil that's in the world, that's how you glorify God, by the power of the Holy Ghost right now. I'm going to read verse 22 again. And the glory which thou gavest me, I've given them that they may be one as we are one. I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. Hallelujah. So the word of God says that the blood of Jesus has made us perfect in him. Again, a lot of times what, what, what hinders us is we're looking at us. We're looking at us, our natural man instead of looking at what the covenant has done for us and the promise that, that the covenant has done for us. He has made us perfect in him. In other words, when God looks at us, he looks at the mercy seat. He looks at the blood of Jesus. He doesn't look at your natural man. He only looks at Jesus. He only looks at the perfection that's in Christ Jesus. How, how else would he be able to accept us? He accepts us because of the blood of Jesus. Because of, of the righteousness that's in Christ Jesus. That's why he considers you perfect. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus makes you perfect. I and them that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me. And has loved them as thou hast loved me. My God, I think that's a good place to close right there. He loves us with the very same love that he loves Jesus with. Again, embrace that. Don't, don't shy away from that. Don't say, well, that's too much for me. No, embrace that. He loves you with the same love that he loves Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the cross. Father, we embrace what the Holy Spirit has spoken to us tonight. We rejoice in it. I pray, Father, tonight that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding so that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance is in the saints. Father, what is the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe? According to the working, Father, of your mighty power, which, Father, you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion, that, Father, every name that is named, not only, Father, in this world, but also in that which is to come. And Father, we thank you that you placed all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Father, we ask this in the matchless name of Jesus, and we believe in Jesus' name that we receive it. Amen and amen. May God bless you.